Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. One, two, three. Time now for Bills game day with Jeremy White. Brought to you by the BFLO Store, official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. Good morning and welcome to Buffalo Bills game day. We're getting you ready for a 1 o'clock kickoff between the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings with John Murphy and Eric Wood calling the play-by-play from the Northwest Bank broadcast booth. Today's salute to service broadcast presented by the law offices of Kenneth Hiller fighting to get our veterans the benefits they deserve in Bills game day powered by the BFLO store, uh, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. You can join us also on Facebook. We're streaming Jeremy White, Sal Capaccio, Nate Geary here in the broadcast booth and watching as uh, servicemen and women down on the field kind of get ready with a large American flag, part of today's salute to service uh, festivities and ceremonies, I would imagine. So uh, something to look forward to as you come into the stadium today. Sal, we spoke a little bit earlier with a clarification on Josh Allen. Let's let's start there. So we waited yesterday for the 4 o'clock elevation or non-elevation of Matt Barkley to the, from the practice squad to the active roster. And it was kind of funny because if he did get elevated, that didn't necessarily mean anything. Right. That he didn't has to mean a lot. I agree with that, for sure. Uh, he got elevated. He didn't get elevated, which means that Josh Allen's dressing in this game. If not, <laughs> you have one quarterback, so he has to. So then the next logical question is, well, if he's dressing, is he starting? And my read on that is, look, I don't think you – half you know what it right I think that you if Josh Allen is healthy enough to dress then he's your starting quarterback otherwise you shouldn't dress him right I don't think you make the starting quarterback the second string I just never understood that when teams do that um I think if he's not healthy enough to start then he probably shouldn't play at all and you wouldn't even put him out there because you're basically saying when he goes out there let's say something were to happen to Case Keenum and you put him out there, you'd be basically saying, well, he wasn't healthy enough to start, but we're going to put him out there now. I mean, who knows yeah. if something happens in the first play of the game and he's got to go out. So, to me, that trends towards him being the starting quarterback here today. Well, that's good news, right? So he's trending to be the starting quarterback today. And you broke down earlier how it was actually transparent, the way the Bills have done this. He yeah. has missed practice. Two practices he misses. The third one he's limited. But... Sean McDermott, you know, asked a million different ways how this is going, how Josh is feeling. Josh not available to the media this week either, right? Didn't did not answer questions about this injury. So the first we'll hear from Josh on the week is post game on how the arm feels. Assuming and all he that. does play in this game, that's assuming, right. Assuming he <laughs> right. plays. Otherwise right. he wouldn't talk. But yes, I would say that 
as much as we've heard the term and the word gamesmanship going around this week, I'm sure there's some of, hey, it's nice to keep the Vikings guessing. I don't think that's the Bills' plan this week. I don't think that's been the Bills' plan this week, I should say. I think what it is is telling us the truth about Josh Allen, which now you look back and I think they've been very transparent. I think they've been very truthful. Let's start with Monday. Monday was, hey, let's start with last Sunday when Josh comes up to the podium and says, hey, there's some slight pain, but I'll get through it. We get to Monday, Sean McDermott talks to us, and he says, we're taking it day by day. We really don't know. I don't have the results yet. I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll, I'll know tomorrow, then I'll talk to you Wednesday. Gets the results, tells us Wednesday, hey, he's still day to day. We're taking it day by day. We don't really know yet. And people can read into, wow, that means he's not playing. Then we get to Friday, and he says, it's literally hour by hour. He tells me on the Extra Point Show on WGR, it's hour by hour, and that kind of even reduces down the fact of, okay, this is now trending in a way maybe he's going to play. And sure enough, he's out on the practice field in some capacity on Friday, in a limited capacity, and now he actually is not only listed as questionable to play, but Barkley isn't elevated, and we're hearing from people like Ian Rappaport reporting that yeah. it looks like he's going to play. So to me, they've actually been very truthful and honest in this whole situation. Can you shed any light on the video John Scott shot about him running and stashing and hiding? <laughs> like, what was that about? It seems to me, so Fridays I'm, I'm not able to be at, at practice because I'm doing the Extra Point Show. Um, at, all week, I will tell you what happened Wednesday and Thursday when I was down there. We get to watch media stretching an individual, meaning position work. Um, he was not out there for either of those. But as we were walking off the field, Josh popped his head out, and I think he went out to the field. He didn't practice, though. We know that because he was listed as did not practice. So he waited till I think it was, hey, he didn't want us to see him, cameras-wise. He's doing rehab, whatever it is. Get to Friday, it was kind of the reverse. He was, um, well, it wasn't the reverse. They, they, they went out there, and, yeah, he ran off the field because they don't get to go back on the field on Fridays. It's one time, one shot, watch stretching, and bam, see ya. He was out there for that part of it, and then he kind of took off. And as the media leaves, it doesn't mean he can't come back, which is obviously what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He obviously came back after the media had gone out there, seen him for a brief second, and left because you only get about 10 minutes on Friday to watch. And then he did some sort of activity. Now, let's remember, I said this to you guys earlier, so everybody knows. What does limited mean? It means he could have taken, let's say there's 100 reps. He could have taken one. He can be limited. Or he could take 99 and miss one. He's limited. If, if, if you miss one rep due to an ailment or injury, you must be listed as limited on the injury report. Okay. Well, the offense. Okay, so let's say Allen plays. Let's remove that variable about whether or not he is able to operate 100%. If he's going to play, I'm going to go ahead and think that he might be close to it. What's going to happen with the offense? Duke Johnson's elevation you know, Sal, I, I, I don't want to use the phrase obsession with running backs, but, man, we do talk a lot about what this team's going to do at running back. And while Duke Johnson is active, to, he, he's moved to the active roster. That doesn't mean he's going to be active. doesn't mean he's going to play. What are they going to do at running back? What is the nature of this move, do you think? Let me just correct. John Scott is listening and texting me. Thank okay, you, because yeah. I wasn't at practice. I appreciate John clarifying. I didn't realize how this went down, because they, they practiced indoors, too. John said... The video was after practice. Okay. It wasn't as they were walking out. So thank you, John. I appreciate that. So John Scott, Spectrum News, uh, at John Scott TV. You can see the video, by the way. Yep, yep. I texted John yesterday and said, John, your video has over 1.1 million views <laughs> of Josh Allen running off the practice field. Gotcha. I mean, that's how incredible it is that this thing is blown up so much. Right? I don't even know what it is right now, but thank you, John. John says uh, it, the video he shot was after practice. It wasn't out there for stretching. It was after practice. So thank you, just to clarify that. Okay. Duke Johnson, 
uh, which, by the way, is his legal name. He changed it. He was born Randy Johnson, just like the pitcher. Uh, he told me this week, everybody called him Randy. His dad is Randy. Grew up, everybody called him Duke. Uh, so he changed his name legally to Duke Johnson. I'm really intrigued by this elevation. Why is Duke Johnson being elevated? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of different things that can happen here. He doesn't have to be active. You could elevate him just because maybe you're want to give him into the pregame routine and have somebody available in case something happened during warmups. Who knows? He could be elevated because maybe Naeem Hines suddenly isn't active. Still only a week into his Buffalo tenure. Maybe they're not comfortable with pass protection or something with the playbook. Um, Duke, but Naeem Hines is your primary punt returner. Duke Johnson can return punts too, though. Let's remember that. He can also return kicks. Is it for James Cook? People said, well, the Bills wouldn't do that against Dalvin. No, I mean, if the Bills felt it was their best roster, they wouldn't care about that. Sean yep. McDermott's not doing it for show. Right. I don't know. Here's an interesting one that I thought about. What if it's for Isaiah McKenzie? Hmm. And they're using Naeem Hines more in the slot. And Duke Johnson becomes more of the third running back in that scenario. I don't know. I'm just throwing out scenarios of why Duke Johnson could have been elevated here. Yeah. Duke Johnson has his share of fans. I mean, Duke Johnson, when he plays in the NFL, he produces. He's kind of a guy that I feel like there's a little bit of almost a cult following for him. Is that going too far? That you have people that think that he could be an RB1 for a team out there. I agree. I mean, remember last year... When he came on late with the Dolphins, right? When he came in for the Dolphins, yep. was it last year? Yep. And he came on late, and all of a sudden he was a free agent. And that, that, team, that team couldn't do anything behind that offensive line running the football. He comes in and has two straight 100-yard games. Yeah, that's right. So um, really uh, interesting player here for the Bills. He can return kicks. He can return some punts. I just, if it's going to be for Naeem Hines, I wonder. that The Bills, one of the reasons they got Naeem Hines was to have a veteran punt return presence back there in a day like today. Yep. By the way, where it's going to be windy, a little bit breezy in the stadium. It's going to be a little bit of maybe precipitation. Like, this is why you got Naeem Hines. So, if he's inactive, I'd be like, wow, that's really interesting. Could it be him? It could be. Could Duke Johnson just be inactive? That's fine. I just wonder. I will tell you, the Vikings have struggled on defense covering the slot this year. And I wonder if the Bills are just really trying to load up on different options they can put out there in the slot because you could use Duke there. You could use Naeem Hines there, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir. That's been an area of concern for the Vikings, and I wonder if all of this plays into it. Well, maybe James Cook's there. Maybe Naeem Hines is there. I get nervous about the idea of not dressing McKenzie. I know maybe he can sometimes be polarizing, but the last thing I want to do to this team is thin them out even more at receiver. Yeah, You know, like – I. I it, Sal, it's been a talking point for a lot of the season about their depth at receiver. And, you know, Gabe Davis, like that's a guy that today probably comes into this game thinking he's got to answer the bell. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much yeah. Gabe pays attention to the noise, but, man, there's a lot of conversation around him and his needing to produce and needing to show that he can be a number two. Coming into the season, his hype was so big, there was talk of like 1A and 1B. Yep. That is not close. No. He needs to show he's at number two at this point, not just 1B. Yeah, I did a, um, a radio spot last night, a national radio spot, and that was the, exactly what the question was, was, hey, how frustrating are Bills fans right now with the fact that you didn't really have this guy step up into the legit number two role? And I said, look, at times he has been, but really, to me, the word is inconsistency. I think Gabe Davis has just been really inconsistent, catching the ball, the volume. We all know he's a yards-per-catch machine, yep. right? I mean, this guy That's gets right. 20, 21, 22 yards per catch because he's on these deep balls. He makes big plays. The problem is, the issue has been, he hasn't been super involved 
volume-wise, and when he's had opportunities, he hasn't made the most of them because he's been inconsistent holding on to the ball, making catches. He's also dealt with some injuries. We know that. That goes back even to last year, beginning of the year a little bit, but this year as well. So I do think that's something where maybe, again, let's go to the Duke Johnson elevation. Is this something where the Bills are just trying to find their way to getting an extra weapon on the field because they're not getting enough from a few of the weapons like a Gabe Davis or even a Dawson Knox who hasn't had the volume in production they've So that's the guy maybe – we should cue in on a little bit further here is Dawson Knox because I think he's maybe the most interesting part of what maybe hasn't gone right for this offense. Like, it feels like the red zone is the issue right now, or an issue. Doesn't he seem like a pretty big solution for that? There's to, we were I talking so. a little bit about the loss of or not having the presence of Cole Beasley, a guy that can be really good against zone coverage, a guy that Josh Allen has a lot of respect and they understand each other's body language. Wouldn't that be Dawson Knox? I mean, he's got, outside of Isaiah McKenzie, who's maybe been, who's been here the longest, Dawson Knox has the most time on task with Josh Allen than basically every other pass catcher that's, right. that's meaningful on the roster. And initially, Sal, I was on with Bulldog on postgame last week, and I part of me wanted to blame Ken Dorsey. And then I watched the All-22 and watched him running open a number of times, and Josh bypass him to go down the field mm. and to press the ball into coverage down the field. Is part of getting Dawson Knox involved in the game plan, does some of that include creating and scheming touches, screen passes? Just get Dawson Knox the ball because he is one of the best tight ends in the league with the ball in his hands. He's athletic. He's one of the most athletic tight ends in the football. Um, I would say this. Ken Dorsey today, a lot's going to fall on him in a lot of ways. I would agree with that. Right? I mean, so let's just take – First of all, small picture. It, it whether that's Josh Allen, Case Keenum, how you manage Josh, trying to you know figure out how to get this offense out of a little bit of a rut, especially if it's going to be Case, which we don't know for sure if it's going to be Josh. You know, we think it's going to be Josh, but I, I think Ken Dorsey has a lot on him. But part of that includes what to do here to figure out how to get the tight end and some other weapon more involved. And that's the bigger picture of Dawson. Scheming, yes, I agree with that. I do think part of it has been, to no fault of Dawson Knox, they've had to max protect a little bit more. Sure. They've had to keep him in there a little bit more. And he is a good run blocker, right? You try to get the run game going. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Want to get the run game going? Well, you, part of that is you also have an extra blocker with Dawson Knox. Want to get Dawson Knox involved? You've got to get him you know, to, to catch passes, run routes. He has... He had a great year catching touchdowns, nine touch, touchdowns yeah, last year. Yeah. I think everyone expected a bit of a, uh, a step back. Like That's I just agree. something that doesn't happen a lot with tight ends. He, I think he was tied for the number one lead in tight ends. Did Travis Kelsey have 10 maybe or nine or 10, whatever? It was right around there. Um, so that was a bit of a step back. But I think the overall even 20s to 20s production hasn't been there. We'll see. The, the downfield production. Yeah, I mean, he was – their second or third best deep target last year outside of Diggs. A lot and, of that came on scrambling. Yeah, Josh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Think about the Kansas City touchdown the last Tennessee year. Touchdown. The Tennessee touchdown yep. last year. A lot of that happened in that scenario. So, you know, we'll see if, um, it's just if they sale. can do it. I, I would like to see more of it, but I think Dorsey at times has to figure out if I do that, then I what also want to make sure, What am I sacrificing here? That's right. At the same time, I think where I've grown the most frustrated is – 130 targets opened up between Beasley and, and Emmanuel Sanders. And seeing that a lot of them have gone to Devin Singletary, seeing that more, quote-unquote, quote has gone to Gabriel Davis, I'm good with a majority of them going to Stephon Diggs. I mean, they really have. They have featured Stephon Diggs like the Rams feature Cooper Cup and the Vikings feature Justin Jefferson, which is what everybody wanted. But it, it's finding a way to 
disperse those remaining 120, 130 targets that Cole Beasley left. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm disappointed that it hasn't been a lot of those being Dawson Knox. Do you know who this team really misses, honestly? It's Jamison Crowder. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I'm not telling you because he would have been like this 100-catch guy. Jamison Crowder is exactly the role you're talking about, yeah. right? This is a veteran who knows how to get into a zone, turn around, catch the ball. He's better than Cole at yards after catch. Yep. But he's still as good as anybody, I think, that they could have it, it, that can just find a spot, catch the ball, and – he, did, he wasn't producing at an, an incredibly high rate, no. but at a time like now, I think we'd be looking at him and say, okay, that's the kind of guy. That's the guy you need. And by the way, I you think say he featuring Stephon Diggs, today's a day to feature Stephon Diggs. Get him in the slot. The, yeah. this, is a, this defense struggles against the pass. Cameron Dantzler is out, outside corner. Their slot position has been not good all year, covering in, slot, in the slot. I, I think today's a day to throw the football, guys, and you got to use Stephon Diggs to your advantage here in all different ways. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. To the defense, Sal, injuries. Looks like Matt Milano is back. Yeah. No Jordan Poyer. Um, we saw a video of the size of Poyer's elbow. Oh, that was kind of that was crazy. jarring to see. More John Scott video, by the way. Good job. Yeah, yeah. So what does this defense look like today? Um, I would say with Matt Milano, really, really fortunate to have him back because they have TJ Hawkinson on the other side, and we know that the Bills against tight ends with Matt Milano a lot different than without Matt Milano. Um, we saw Terrell Bernard last week, not that he did anything wrong necessarily, but having a rookie out there in critical situations, you want to have a guy like Matt Milano. Now, that doesn't mean Terrell Bernard. He might actually play today for Tremaine Edmonds. We don't know what Tremaine Edmonds' status is. He's officially questionable in this game. Does he play? Does Tyrell Dodson play? Jordan Poyer. That's what you're missing. You're missing right up the middle. I put a lot of the onus on the D-line today, guys. This is a D-line that did not play well last week yep. against the run. There's been so much talk about how good they are at pressure, and they have been getting pressure. And I think, though, getting pressure along the way has kind of really sacrificed a little bit of what they were getting from the run defense and what they need from the run defense the last six quarters. They were so good against the run the first few games of the year. And until the last six quarters, really, I think they need to buckle up against the run a little bit more. I know that, you know, getting after the passer is really nice, and this isn't a great protecting team when it comes to Minnesota. You don't have yeah. a super mobile quarterback, but they got to do a better job. One one guy they'll miss, Greg Rousseau, week yeah. to week. Missing him especially because we've seen Rousseau exploit other teams on the inside, and Minnesota's offensive line, they've got Christian Darris on the left tackle. He's very good. They're very happy with him. Inside is their weakness. Yep. And that's where Rousseau would have maybe made a big difference today. So the, the Bills' defensive tackles have to, have to play up, have to be there. And then, of course, you know, Vaughn. Move Vaughn from side to side. Figure out what you want to do with Vaughn because he's a play waiting to happen every, it seems every single you, week. If you listen to Vaughn after last week's game, I thought it was super interesting. He said, he came right out and said, look, we got to play the run better. He said, I have to play the run better. I promise you I will play the run better next week. I have to figure out what I did wrong. He actually had an example of a play. He said they ran toss crack. The uh, Jets did. He said, and on the play, he said, I saw it coming. He said, I should have held my block better, but instead he took a bad angle because he was trying to get up field more. He said, those are plays I got to play better. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's great introspective by one of the greatest of all time as a pass rusher saying, look, that can't happen against the run. Yeah, we want to get after the passer. We got to be better. And he said, I, will, I promise I'm going to do that better this week. They do. This is the same. I mean, not the same issue last year, but say one of the things about this defensive line that at least like I notice teams take advantage of is how aggressive they are, particularly the in internal guys at Oliver, like at Oliver. And there was a couple plays where Tim Settle was just flying up the field and where'd the run go right where he was, right That's where he difference. was supposed to be. Fitting. That's the difference. So people say, 
you know, it's funny, right? Coach speak cliche. What do coaches always say when you when you're not good against the run? Run fits, run fits. gap integrity. Yep. And everyone rolls their eyes and say, "Okay, that's great. That's what everyone says." It's true. Let's explain. Gap integrity. If you're flying upfield, you're not containing your gap. You're yep. not you're in te- you're not having that integrity. You're literally leaving your gap open because you're shooting upfield to go after the passer. Not that you don't want to do that in passing situations, but when a team is running at you, you have to be able to squat. You have to be yep. able to hold your gap. You have to have that integrity to make sure not only a that you're doing it, but it keeps the linebackers clean. And I think that's the yep. that's what was exposed last and week. I think sometimes, Sal, you know, you would know this as well as anybody that. When you get run on, people talk about how you're not strong enough or tough enough. And reality is, a lot of times, it is technique. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. More times than not. That's right. And the Bills don't run what we call a two-gap defense. They're not asking their defensive line to hold up one guy to be available on both gaps. They're not doing that. But and sometimes what you have to do is make sure you're controlling your gap well enough. And then maybe it becomes two-gap because someone has to double-team you. You can squeeze the gap down a little yep. bit. And all you're really doing is allowing Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, whoever's back there, to do their job better. Final thing. Tredavious White. That's a great mystery. They did elevate Xavier Rhodes, former first-round pick of this team. How many storylines we have with this team? Yeah, right. right? Um, They did elevate Xavier Rhodes. Obviously, to me, that's because Kyrie Elam probably won't play. I mean, he's doubtful. But, guys, even if Kyrie Elam doesn't play, you still have six corners on your roster. You're giving yourself another one with seven with Xavier Rhodes. So, to me, does that mean Tredavious White's not playing? I don't know. We're going to... How much do we have to watch during pregame warm-ups? I don't even know if I should do roundtable. I'm going to be just down there watching warm-ups. Josh Allen, Tredavious White, Duke Johnson. What's going on here? We're going to have to figure out everything. And we can count on probably at least Trey White in warm-ups. He, you mentioned last week oh. at MetLife, he had a hard workout. Oh, he had a hard workout. I mean, he reminded me like of a boxer going through the ring, and yeah. he was coming off the field. He's got the bands on. He's sweating. You know what I love? He had the smile on his face. He was super yeah. in a really great mood. Is, I, I thought he looked good. He felt good. Was it the kind of workout you, you give a guy that's not going to play? Yes. Okay. Yes. So today, like, he's Probably already. Probably should be able to tell. So he's passed that hardest hard workout test, and today out here, just like, get loose and let's go. I think, I think we can tell by that. If he starts doing that same stuff as last week, I think it lends towards he's not playing because he was, he was working out. Like you said, Jerry, it's a great way to put it. The kind of workout you do when you're not playing yeah. because you have to get the workout in anyway. All right. Lots to, uh, lots to keep an eye on. Sal will be ready during the roundtable, countdown <laughs> to kickoff, warm-ups. We get a lot of our answers. And then, of course, the rest, we have to wait for the game to see no what, what's going to happen. Thank you, Sal. You're welcome. Buffalo Bills game day here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Uh, we'll get back to your phone calls. Give us a call, 803-0550, Be listening to the ECMC Halftime Show. Go with the Bills Go. Nate and Sal recap the key moments of the first half and bring you up to date on the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from ground up. Visit skyworksllc.com. Get on the phone lines. Talk with us. We're going to talk about the big, big storyline of this game, the trade these two teams struck a few years back. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. We are back on Buffalo Bills game day. Jeremy White and Nate Geary, thank you for being a part of uh, this. Weather brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. Mr. Geary, what do we like? What do we see right now? Are you talking about the little white things in the sky? Yeah. Uh, it is. Is this officially the first snow of the year? I guess it could be. I, I think this is. I mean, it could have sm- snowed here. Didn't snow at my house. Yet. It did not snow at my house either. Okay. So you know what kind of snow this is? I would describe this as the kind of snow where, when you're out in it, you kind of barely notice it, yep. and when they show it on the television broadcast in front of lights, you're like, "Wow, it's wow, snowing it's really snowing, hard." But it's not. It's not really. Yeah, it's it's minimal, but sure, there there is a a precipitation of frozen water. Very very. It's, yeah, it's a, we got a storm here, folks. <laughs> Fire up the snowblowers. A storm is a brewing. Guys, an update from our Amherst studios. There's no <laughs> snow here right now. Okay. Visibility uh, right here, I would say, is good. I would say 99% <laughs> yes, visibility. Right. Uh, it is 38 degrees, though. Uh, it, that is going to be the temperature right around kickoff. So it's above freezing. If it snows, it's going to be a wintry mix. And uh, that update is or that weather update is brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company. Yep. Snowing-ish here. 803-0550 if you want to give us a call to talk about this game, this matchup. Josh Allen, we're expecting to see him because they did not dress or activate Matt Barkley. So it's Case Keenum and Josh Allen dressing a quarterback, and that to everybody reads that they should be good to go. Seahawks and Bucks are underway from Munich, and it looks like the uh, Bucks went, what, three and out? Shocker. Big shock. Shocker. Seahawks are underdogs in this game, and uh, – We'll see if Geno Smith can continue to run this Seahawks offense better than uh, a lot of people had expected. So we'll keep you updated on that. This game, one of the other storylines, and I think it's a cool storyline. Instead of, you know, a lot of your background stuff about a game is drama and bulletin board and everybody's mad. And those are all fun. Mm -hmm. But the Diggs trade and the Jefferson draft pick, everybody's happy. Everyone's Every, happy. The only people that are mad are people that want to argue about it. Yeah, like, right. Who's better? Who's this? Who's that? Sure, if you want to do that, I guess you could do that. But everybody's happy. The Diggs trade has gone as well as anybody could have. Any imagined. receiver yeah. moving to a new team has ever gone in the history of the NFL, pretty much. It's gone great. He's helped to elevate their offense to another level, helped Josh Allen take his game to another level. And in Minnesota, they got arguably the best receiver in the league with a draft pick and he's a freak. Absolute so freaking nature. Everybody's happy. The Vikings are happy. The Bills are definitely happy. Yep. You know, it's um how do you evaluate it? Everybody won. And Tim Graham The rare everybody won. Yeah. 
Tim Graham trade. had a piece in the athletic speaking to Diggs and everybody involved in that trade from Brandon Bean to uh, the GM in Minnesota and Kirk Cousins quotes on it. Like, every, like tons of what does everybody feel about it going back now? How how's everybody look at it in the rearview mirror? And every really even everybody, not even Kirk Cousins sounds like his feelings were hurt or Diggs. Just, yeah, you know, it might be better if everybody just kind of moved on to different scenarios. Uh, and for Diggs, he talked about this a lot on the Von Miller Bonds podcast, the Voncast, that – he just saw bigger things for himself. Yeah. He, he, you know, he bet on himself. He felt like I could do more than this offense, than this team wants to do. I want to go somewhere where they're going to do more. You know, I want to, I want to change my place. And ironically, deployment. now they have a coach that does do more. That's right. It isn't just the Kubiak. We're going to run the ball football. You know, forty-five times. Delvin Cook. You know, he gets talked about a lot as one of the league's best running backs. Is a second lowest career attempts per game under 17 attempts per game, and he's also not really doing in the passing game either. They've gone to a team that throws the football now. Yep. It's ironic that he left, and now they do the thing because, that <laughs> well, he wanted to leave because of. A lot of teams eventually figure out that it's probably better to be throwing it more. Yeah. The one thing about the Vikings, and Kirk Cousins is having an interesting season because, you know, he he's he's been polarizing for yes. sure, right? He's, he's the kind of quarterback that's really good. I mean – I don't want to put him in the Geno Smith class, but I, I will for this example. Hey, look, this guy's really good. The Geno Smith class. But but here's what I mean. When you give him $30 million, things get a little different. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. Like, and $30 million is now low because Allen and Mahomes and all these other quarterbacks have passed him. But at the time, Cousins went out and gotten three years, $90 million, yep. fully guaranteed from the Vikings, and they have been pretty good with him. But – no, there's that line of thinking that good's the enemy of great. Are you stuck at a certain level? And I'm eager to watch Cousins today and see how he plays against this Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier defense because, you know, we could talk about the defensive injuries, Nate. We could talk about how they play against Miami. They're banged up. They're, they're missing both safeties. Today they'll be missing both safeties. They still do a good job. Yeah. Th- this defensive structure, whoever's out there, it's generally pretty sound, and they're going to make some plays against you. And if you're not – the Patrick Mahomes of the world, then you're probably going to struggle. Even Tom Brady, when he was still at his peak, struggled against Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier and the defenses they put out there. So they do a good job, and Cousins against that, I, I think it's asking a lot. Yeah, listen, Kirk Cousins is the ultimate conundrum of franchise, quote, franchise quarterbacks, finger quotes there. Um, every year you think you figured out Kirk Cousins and he still figures out a way to get a little bit more out of it, right? A little bit more. And now he's got an offensive-minded coach where that when he gets to the sidelines doesn't look like he's hates his workplace. <laughs> like, I, and I think a lot – originally I thought a lot was made of the relationship that Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer had had. And then you look at the well, relationship that Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins have on the sidelines, and it is – significantly well, different, there's the plenty, body language? There's been plenty of reporting that Mike Zimmer's relationship with literally everyone, everyone was terrible. Yeah. Like, he would refuse to talk to players that were hurt. I mean, it does not seem like he is, um, you know, a good guy to have around. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like a cranky old man that was, you know, yelling at the clouds. But I, I, I look at it and I say, could you win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? If a lot of things go right. Yeah, if a, a lot of I mean, things a have lot to go of things right. Go right. Have, a lot of things have to go right. And, and Stafford won it last year. You have to make a couple. How, of, how, how close are Stafford and, and Kirk Cousins in your mind? It's a good question. Neither one of them runs. Nope. Stafford's probably a little bit better. I would he's think got a, a little bigger bit bigger arm. 
Um, I, I've been a Stafford fan for a long time. He's having a terrible, terrible year. year. That that offense is just dying. Um, they can't protect. No, they can't protect, and they they can't diversify their their offense past Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, they're probably not that far apart. You know what it comes down to, Nate, is does your quarterback make plays off schedule, off script? Yeah. And Cousins had a big run this year. He ran for two touchdowns in a game. I, I apologize for forgetting who it was against. But the, the, it struck me because he made a comment afterwards that his offensive linemen loved it. And now there's this thing you're seeing maybe on social media. He's shirtless wearing chains yeah. on the plane after the game. And part of it is a joke because Kirk Cousins is not at all cool. No. And he, they've, right. they've turned this thing into like, hey, look what we can get the a very uncool guy to do some cool stuff. Look at this guy. He's opening up. They're 7-1. and one. He's having fun. Um. And it, like it's just this 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 thing that I don't know maybe he's finding a different level to his own ability to be a good teammate. Yep. Because I think a lot of the a lot of the stuff out of Minnesota is that he's not off in that that he's kind of stiff and I don't know I don't want to go too far on him he's been pretty jerky. Good. I, I don't even want yeah I don't know everything you hear out of Minnesota is that a guy like Diggs yes. wanted to get away from Cousins. Because he was selfish. and Well, no, but, like, it, it's funny that you say that because it's kind of the way that people view Kirk Cousins is kind of the way that they viewed Stephon Diggs at the time, right? right He's right, a kind right. of a, a player about himself and, you know, prima donna and, like, and, these things that turned out to not be true at all. Right, and the meme going around the entire sports world, you know, he's got that dog in him. I think the knock on Cousins is he doesn't. Yeah, that's really right. it's been he's pretty good. But is he going to do the things that, you know, a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes do sacrifice the body? And that's why I'm mentioning like that run that he went on. He had a big scramble and a big, long touchdown run. He was surprised at how much it meant to his teammates. Like mm. that shouldn't surprise you, man. That's the job. Like that. That's right. how you ingratiate yourself to these teammates of yours. And whatever. We'll see. He might beat the Bills today. And. A lot of people have to eat their words about his ability to win big games, beat good teams. I know the Bills still have their injuries. He still has not won a Monday Night Football game, though. Yeah, right. He's got. He probably has to do that soon. How much do you want to see Trey White today? Like, how many plays, or how much do I just generally want to see him in uniform? Gen- just want to see him. 100 I out would, of 100. I would, yeah, 110 out of 100. It's, we're coming up on a year. Yeah. Last year, Thanksgiving was, let me pull up the date for Thanksgiving. Godwin played week one was injured after Trey White, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, last I'm, I'm year ready Thanksgiving, to see him. Last year Thanksgiving was the 25th. So we're at 12 days short of a full year. And it's been a long process. And, you know, different ACL injuries are going to take a different amount of time. But we're at almost a full year for him. It is obvious to me, though, that this is, this is a, a Trey choice. And the team is respecting it. You know, I mean, they, they are saying... When you're ready. When you're ready. And I think that's fair. I, I, you know, I mean, am I, am I frustrated by it? No. Partially because this is the number one scoring defense in the league without them. So there's a, there's a level of, okay, well, they've proven that they can win and they can be really good without them. Let them, get, let them be 100% healthy, yeah. both physically, but be ready to play mentally. 803-0550. A quick comment on the Facebook feed about the offensive line. Sal, sorry, we didn't mention Spencer Brown's status oh, yes. for today. Good to go. Missed him last week, right? I mean, Questenberry had his share of struggles, so Spencer Brown should be good. The offensive line, you know, how is it? They don't block well in the run game. 
They're not a good team when it comes to run blocking and running the football effectively. We know that. In the pass protection game, I mean, Josh Allen gets out of a lot of trouble, right? We, that, that's another part of this. So, you know, for the offensive line, good luck today. It's a tough test. Daniil Hunter and Sedarius Smith, whether they're bringing in a sixth offensive lineman to help or keeping tight ends in, like the actives and the inactives will tell a story there, but something definitely to uh, to watch. 803-0550-1-888-550-2550. It is Buffalo Bills game day, and uh, you can join us. Time now for this week's Bills player profile. It's brought to you by Belknap Heating and Cooling. For more comfort and less ka-ching, give Belknap a ring. Howard Simon brings you the Bills player profile. You ever wonder about your Buffalo Bills, what they like, what they don't like, where they're from, where they went to school? Well, now you can find out as Belknap Heating and Cooling presents this player profile. Here's Howard Simon. During every Bills broadcast this season, WGR will highlight a player that fans might want to get to know. Let's get to know a little bit about new Bills running back, Naheem Hines. He arrived as a trade acquisition from the Indianapolis Colts, who drafted him in 2018. Bills GM Brandon Bean mentioned after the trade, the Bills had been interested in Hines in that draft. Hines ended up going in the fourth round. Hines is a versatile back, able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He has the fifth highest target rate when he runs a pass route since 2018 according to the National Football League. And, of course, he runs the ball as well. Back in that wild card game against the Bills in 2020, he averaged 12 yards a carry. He's pretty sure-handed, too. With 535 total touches in his career, he has only six fumbles. And in his career, he plays around a third of the offensive snaps. Hines said after the trade he was thankful for any opportunity, super excited to join a team that's trading few when they're 6-1, and one, has a great quarterback and a high-powered offense. The Buffalo Bills player profiles have been brought to you by Belknap Heating and Cooling. For more comfort and less ka-ching, give Belknap a ring. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Word of the day is going to be grapple. That's grapple, G-R-A-U-P-E-L, grapple, which is uh, snow pellets or soft hail. I think what has been falling is grapple. I could buy that. (laughs) I see some bigger flakes, and then I see it's a little bit. It's it's a wintry mix. Yeah, wintry mix. It's pretty. It's nice. If you want to see some bigger flakes, we're still on Facebook Live, by the way, where we can see, you know, your nice. cameras. Nice. Nice. Hold on. Let me turn my well, camera, yeah. camera on. Turn, turn the camera on. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Hey, it's That's Buffalo good. Bills game day. Corey Griswold producing. Jeremy White, Nate Geary. Stay tuned following today's game for the coach's podium with head coach Sean McDermott. Live during the Bills postgame show. It's brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Seahawks and Bucks scoreless in the first. Bucks missed a field goal. You love to see it. Uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks punting on fourth and six in plus territory. They're inside the Bucks 40 and punting. Pete Carroll getting a lot of love for the way he has uh, surprised people with the Seahawks team. Still bad at the punting game, yep. there, Pete. Still bad yep. at this. Taking a delay of game. They're at the 38. Yes! Back oh, I it love up. this so much. It's so great. Back it up. How can you not be romantic about football, you know? <laughs> 
in Germany right now in Munich. Like someone is having to explain to someone in the crowd, like, yes, see, uh, they they're afraid here. Yeah. That so if they they're if, afraid. If, if they right. don't get six yards, the other team will get the ball. So, so you what's know gonna how, happen? You, yeah. you know how you guys invented the Blitzkrieg? Okay, so this is like yeah. the opposite of that. It's the opposite <laughs> of that. Right. It's so, the what, opposite. so what happens if they don't get it? Well, the other team gets the ball. So what are they going to do instead? They're going to give them the ball. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Hopefully this goes into the end zone as a touchback. Or, nope, it's going to drop at the uh, – they're going to get it down to the, oh, the 11-yard line. Congratulations. You decided to give up a possession for 27 yards. Big win for the Seahawks there. Big, big dubs. Big win. Although it is the Tom – it is funny – it is actually now appropriate to punt the ball away to Tom Brady and yeah. bet that he can't drive the field. Yeah. Because they can't. Consistently, the Bucs can't. Stink. They stink. Luckily, they are a part of one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. It, it's going to be really annoying when they host a playoff game. 100%. All right. By the way, maybe no Ezekiel Elliott today. So Tony Pollard can go off for 250 and six touchdowns, and Jerry Jones can say we're going to go as far as Zeke goes. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. I'm not, I don't even like the Cowboys or care that much, but nope. I, I like Tony Pollard Me too. that much. Me too. Right. I stand. That's it for Bill's game day. Count on a kickoff. Different show. Same kind of idea. Coming back right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Same spot here in the press box as the snow falls at Highmark Stadium. This is the Buffalo Bills radio network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 